Welcome to the latest episode of Future Ready DSM, the podcast that provides employment information for the greater Des Moines region. Today, we're joined by Joe Murphy, Executive Director of the Iowa Business Council. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Hey, Marvin. Thanks for having me. All right. If you could get us started by just telling us about a little bit about yourself and, and your role at the Iowa Business Council. Right. So the Iowa Business Council um, is made up of 22 of the largest companies in the state of Iowa. Um, we're a statewide organization, uh, go from coast to coast throughout the entire state. And our primary focus is on elevating Iowa's economic vitality. You know, we were founded in 1985 in the midst of the farm crisis back in the 80s. Um, with the whole goal of to elevate everything there is about Iowa business. This was not about increasing profit margins for individual companies. This was about companies coming together collectively, using the intellectual capital, using our assets, um, and trying to provide jobs and opportunities um, for, for everyday Iowans. And so that was our founding mission in 1985. Um, over the course of the last two years, we've really leaned heavily back into that founding mission when you think about the pandemic and the, and the effects that is that it has taken across our entire state. Um, and so we're really enthused about the work that we do, trying to elevate big issues. And again, just really trying to enhance Iowa's uh, economic growth for, for everybody. Thank you, Joe. I, I learned a little bit myself with that. Um, you know, you mentioned these last two years and uh, we know everywhere everybody has had to shift and adjust. Right. Um, the pandemic brought us all new scenarios and challenges that we had never seen before and just really had to pivot and really adapt quickly. So, you know, from, from Iowa Business Council, you know, you remember organizations. What, what employment trends are you seeing across the state, you know, based off of how these last two years are going? And, and what do you see as key priorities for 2022? Yeah, well, you know, Marvin, with your organization too, workforce is the central, most critical issue for us. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, actually in December of 2019, we had a, uh, a labor force participation rate in Iowa that eclipsed 70%. That same labor force participation metric that we tracked very closely in December of 2021 was down below 67%. Now, the silver lining in that is the fact that Iowa is still very much overperforming the rest of the country, but down significantly from, from where we were pre-pandemic. And as you well know, before the pandemic started, we were in one of the worst uh, workforce shortage crises that we've ever experienced. And we didn't possibly think it could get much better, but then of course it has, right? We've lost in total about 76,000 people throughout our, our labor force over the course of that two years for a variety of different reasons. Um, and so as we're looking at workforce trends, we hope that that trend of people leaving the workforce um, stops. We're seeing some data over the last couple of months of more people coming back into uh, that workforce stage or, or coming back into the labor force. Um, and then, you know, maybe drilling down more specifically from, from our employer needs, what our members talk about. Yes, of course, we need those STEM jobs. Yes, of course, we need technologists in very, very specific areas. But we also need people who have a, a very high acumen to, to do a lot of different things, right? We're talking about those transferable skills that you can apply anywhere uh, throughout the organization, whether it's through marketing or project management or, or manufacturing analysis. All of these things are so critical. Um, and so while sometimes we focus so much on the, on the micro, we lose, we lose uh, sight of the overall picture. And so I think developing young people that can do a lot of different things really, really well. Having those transferability skills, having those leadership skills, the ability to lead 
an organization or, or lead a, a department or a division earlier in their careers. Um, all of those things are, are really important for us as we develop that next generation of talent. That's awesome. And, you know, kind of going off of that, you know, within that, you said that development, you know, I know you all have really started to to lean in more to, you know, developing student work-based learning opportunities for high school students, right? And so can you tell us a little bit more, why why do you feel that's important to your membership and, and how are you, and, you know, tell us a little bit how you are developing those opportunities. Well, we really believe that work for, work-based development um, engagement opportunities are are just a critical um, tool for employers to to develop talent and then get those individuals into their into their talent pipeline uh, within that individual community uh, and, and company. Um, you know, I think from from our perspective, as as we look at look at those uh, different different aspects, it's it's so important to provide those opportunities early in a student's career, right? And I'm talking about at that high school level, possibly even more so um, now now in in the middle school level, which I know you're really concentrating on. Figuring out what students like, what what opportunities they might want to consider moving forward in their in their professional career, and and having an experience where you learn about something that you absolutely hate is actually a really good experience because you know you don't have to waste any more time on that moving forward. So I think that that's really important. Number one, to figure out you know who or what what opportunities those those young people uh, like and don't like. Number two, I think it really opens up. Uh, the opportunity for for kids throughout all sectors of Iowa, all places in Iowa, to learn about the great opportunities that we have here in our state. Right? You know, we we talk about workforce all the time. Uh, the the root cause of our workforce issues, I think, uh, is the fact that we've got a, a population challenge here. Right? We're we're stagnating in our population growth. We've grown at a much slower rate than the rest of the country, and so providing these work based learning opportunities exposes young people to opportunities that they may never have thought existed for them, um, either within their own community or maybe a community an hour or two outside of, of theirs. And so it's all about seeding, um, you know, hope, right, for, for these young people that jobs exist for them, high-paying jobs, very technical jobs, very, very important jobs in our state. They don't have to leave, right? And so if we can, if we can engage with them a very specific basis on the front end before they make the decision to leave or pursue another another career outside of Iowa. That's really where I think we can make a difference. And so over the last couple of years, we've had some really good success. One of the silver linings of the pandemic was the the maturation of Zoom. And so we took full advantage of that and and were able to offer you know more than 300 uh, opportunities or get involved in over 300 different high schools all throughout uh, the state of Iowa in 2021. Uh, we're, we're able to engage with more than 2,700 high school um, kids at, at a minimum uh, for, with with IBC directed work based learning opportunities, and, and that really is that intro level, figuring out what they might like to do or might, what they don't like to do. I think the next step for us is to figure out how can we make that connection from introductory work based learning into actual employment, actual internships, registered apprenticeship program, maybe something that's a little bit more sticky to get them fully fully engaged in that talent pipeline in Iowa. Okay. So, you know, you know, kind of feeding off into that a little bit, you all set a, a pretty large goal a few years back of, of trying to offer these 30,000 internships, apprenticeships, externships by 2025. How's that coming along and, and what successes are you seeing? But also, you know, 
what challenges have you all had to overcome working towards this goal? We're making steady, steady progress. As, as you mentioned, it was a very robust goal that, that we started, but I think really demonstrated the our members' focus of challenging themselves. You know, we talk about this workforce situation so often. We talked about it ad nauseum before the pandemic hit, when it was still an issue or an issue before the pandemic. Um, and so it was really an opportunity for our members to sort of lay a marker down there on the table and say, like, you know what, we're going to try to figure this out, do it on our own, bring together our collective spirit within our own membership organizations and try to develop this talent at home and, and, and put our money where our mouth is and hire these people in these introductory or in these work-based learning opportunities. And so um, we've had, we're about 68% of the way toward our goal. Um, we've had We've had more than uh, 20,000 intern, extern, and apprenticeship opportunities since 2017, which is, which is great. Um, we're averaging maybe around 10 to 15% increase year over year each year, uh, with the exception of last year, obviously, as, as things uh, you know, kind of slowed down from a hiring perspective with, with, with interns. But you know, we feel really optimistic about, about where that's going. And I think it really is important for all of us to, again, not just talk about these issues, right? Anybody can talk about a problem. I think what our members are focused on, what I know your members are focused on at the Greater Moines Partnership is not just identifying a problem, but actually identifying solutions to those problems. And that's where these ideas, these, these big ideas come from, these audacious goals to say, you know what, we're going to try to go out and do this. We don't care what the numbers tell us, we're just going to go out and achieve. And that's what we're trying to do. And so we've got... Uh, four-ish more years to go. Um, but I'm very optimistic for the future. All right. So, you know, you talked about within that that space of 30,000 internships, externships, but you mentioned apprenticeships. And so we know that apprenticeships are a key strategy in building up our future workforce. And so, you know, how many apprenticeships have you all been able to start over time? And, and how are you working to implement more in our region? Yeah, we really, we really like that apprenticeship model, right? I mean, not only are you able to earn a wage, um, right, early on in your career, but you're also learning as you go. It's that learn and earn model. You get to learn about the trade. You get to learn about that craft while you're making money moving forward. And then at the end of the, at the end of your apprenticeship program, you're debt free. You're making a very good wage. Um, and you've got a job right away. I mean, what a, what an outstanding opportunity for any young person to get into. And so over the course of the last uh, five years, we typically have around, you know, 350 to I'd say 500 apprenticeship program opportunities collectively throughout our entire um, membership. Again, the 22 or so largest companies in the state of Iowa. A lot of those are, are registered apprenticeship programs, but some of them are also pre, pre-apprenticeship programs and, and trying to figure out how they can better structure it and, and, and come up with, with, uh, with programs that are a little bit more, uh, what I'll say, nuanced, but then also a little bit more structured, right? It's, it's more than just a job shadow. It's, it's much more involved than that. It's, um, it's learning a skill, earning a wage, um, and, and learning more about your, your opportunity. And so, you know, this year uh, in 2022, we're going to put some added emphasis into registered apprenticeship programs. Um, we really think that that's a, a key tool for us to, to generate. You know, school districts benefit from it financially through the federal uh, Department of Labor. Um, our members benefit. Iowa companies benefit from it because they get access to a, a very critical uh, talent pipeline. 
and something that's just going to create more opportunities uh, for jobs in Iowa and more, more wealth building opportunities for future Iowa families. As we're nearing this new normal post-pandemic space, you know, the Greater Des Moines region has come out as, as, as definitely an area identified as, that is primed and ready for success as we as we move forward. You mentioned a little bit earlier, too, around welcoming, and I just I kind of want to go into and this uh, this next question is. And so how, how important do you and your companies feel diversity, equity, inclusion is towards our future success? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, you know, at the at the forefront of how we sort of measure what it is to be a successful company anymore, right? I mean, it's it's really foundational. It's elemental to to any organization. Um, you know, it, it's it's so much more than just you know we have to be welcoming. You know, that we 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 can't just stop at welcoming an individual into a community. They have to be a part of that community, and that means our members are taking steps every single day to make make people feel included, make people feel wanted, make people feel welcomed not only into their company, but also into the community that, where that company resides. Um, as, as our population continues to you know, mature and, and more people come in from outside of the state, outside of our country, it's even more important that we're, that we're welcoming, that we're inclusive, that we're doing everything that we can to position Iowa as that great beacon of hope for so many different people. Based on that too, what have you all implemented any initiatives or trainings from your membership or within Iowa Business Council as a whole that you feel are, are helping move that needle towards uh, making people feel more welcomed or included? Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the the most interesting things that that we're doing right now at every board meeting we have quarterly board meetings that that last about five hours each each meeting. But but during that five hour board meeting that we have each quarter, we take specific and dedicated time to have serious, honest, and frank conversations among our membership, which are the CEOs of those companies around the table, to share best practices, share things that didn't work. How can we better learn from one another on, on, these, on these aspects? Um, beyond that, you know, again, we really think that work-based learning opportunities can be a great equity tool as well. Showcasing to a, a young person what, what opportunities exist for themselves um, that, that they may have never really understood or realized before, right? Because they don't, they've, they don't have someone in their family that, that comes from that uh, professional background. They don't have the ability or the means to, to, to go have an internship outside of their community because there's housing that's involved. There's transportation costs that are involved. If we can eliminate some of those factors, um, you know, I think there's really good opportunities for, for more, uh, for more benefit to, to a lot more people. And so, you know, all of these things collectively add up to to hope and opportunity, and that's something that we'll continue to try to drive forward. So, you know, Joe, as we, as we kind of start to get to the end of this wonderful conversation today, um, we're wrapping up. We're getting close to wrapping up almost the first quarter of 2022. So so what gets Joe Murphy excited about 22? What what keeps you energized as this new year is, is moving forward? Well, there's a lot to lot to get excited for, right? I mean, I, I just think that um, you know the policies that we're putting forward, um, you know, within our companies, uh, what, what we're looking at to do, uh, you know, at the state level in a lot of different ways, really laying that foundation for for future generational growth. I think in Iowa, and, and businesses are leading the way. Businesses, whether it's our organization or, or yours, Marvin Creative Marine Partnership, you know, moving forward in a way that will create more jobs and opportunities create more um, wealth building opportunities for individuals, create more uh, business expansion opportunities, create more innovation, create more partnerships. 
you know, we've, we've, we've survived a lot of tests um, over the last two years. And when you look farther back, even, even beyond the pandemic, Iowa survived a lot of tests um, beyond that. You know, we talked about the farm crisis beginning uh, at the beginning of this conversation. We've survived what three or four or 500 year floods in about a 500 or in about a five year period. Um, you know, the great financial uh, recession of 2008, 2009, right? And if one thing that's constant is the fact that Iowa always gets back up and moves forward and, and does so in a, in a good and thoughtful way. And I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the different things that we can offer as a community, as a state. And um, I, think, I think our future is very bright. You know, we, we have to be optimistic about that. We have to go out and claim it. No one's going to share our story or, or, or choose our destiny for us. So it's, it's ours to go get. Awesome. That was great, Joe. Thank you. If, if somebody wanted to find out or learn more about the Iowa Business Council, where, where would you recommend them to go to look at? It'd be great if people visited our website, iowabusinesscouncil.org, or go look us up on Twitter at iowabizcouncil. Well, thank you, Joe, again, for taking the time to sit down with me and have this conversation today. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today for another episode of Future Ready DSM. You can find us on, on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you download your podcast. We're, we're there and, and, and ready for you to listen to and learn. So again, thank you for taking the time to join us today, Joe. And, and until next time, we'll see you again. Thank you for listening to the Future Ready DSM podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To hear from more leaders and experts on the latest trends in talent development, please visit dsmpartnership.com.